You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast, brought to you ad-free with the support of our patrons. Visit mashthosebuttons.com or stay tuned after the show for more details. Welcome to the Torn and the Goblin, the Mash Those Buttons podcast about Warcraft story and lore. My name is Nick Zelenkevich, and I'm Gragthar, Torn Hunter on Skywall US. And I'm Katie, Clanker Goblin Resto Shaman on Earthen Ring US. And today is June 29th, 2022, and this is episode number 149. Woo! Yeah. We're getting there. Yeah. And I apologize for the lack of episodes lately. Um, we're having some... Uh, struggles getting the episodes out, but we are here. We are at least recording this one. Uh, presumably, <laughs> we'll record another one in, in two or three weeks. Indeed. So, um, yeah, it, it, things will settle down eventually. It's just been very busy, and we, we apologize for the delays here. But um, all of that said, uh, one of the things that's come out. Well, actually, well, first, I want to say I know last time we left off, we were talking about Sylvanas, and we're gonna get we're gonna get to the rest of the Sylvanas novel. We'll probably get to that a little bit later. Um, but before we get to that, I want to have a discussion because we were talking about uh, planning out you know, our episodes. What are we going to talk about? And I, I asked if you had played the, the Lord of Run content. And you said you hadn't, which is fine. But you started talking about Kalia and you started getting all irritated about Kalia. And yeah. I did the little Lord of Run quest line. Maybe it's because I am a Necrolord. And so the fact that it's a lot of hanging out in Maldraxxus. I was like, oh, this is just like Tuesday for me. This is nothing. I'm just hanging, you know, it's like Callie is coming over to visit my house. Um, I, you know, it, it, it felt like a nice little, you know, like, oh, like, let's just, you know, spend some time in Meldraxxus kind of thing, especially since, you know, once you've done enough in there, you're, you're on other zones anyway. So I enjoyed it from that perspective, uh, the part where you have to go to Meldraxxus in the quest line. Uh, that said, and we'll get to more about that, but that said, you have some very harsh feelings about Kalia, and it caught me a little off guard when we were talking about it the other day, but I was like, you know what? Take those feelings, put them in a bottle, cork it up, and then now, this moment here, you can pop the cork and, you know, enlighten us. Please, uh, you know, uh, elucidate on, uh, you know, your feelings for Kalia. So I kind of, I feel bad because I think she is single-handedly my least favorite character that has ever existed in all of World of Warcraft. That's saying something because I wow. usually, I usually am like, oh yeah, like some characters have redeeming qualities, which she does. But I still dislike her. Um, and I, this is nothing. First, I want to foremost, I want to say this is nothing against like the writers or anything like they do a fantastic job writing her. Like she's Katie's like, she's mildly interesting, but <laughs> I don't think she's actually interesting. I just I don't want people to think that this is me attacking anyone that's like worked on her because I, I think they all do a very good job. I just purely do not like her at all. Um, I think. A lot of the hate came from the Before the Storm book because I could see like 30 miles away that she was a replacement for Sylvanas. And I was like, oh, heck no, you don't don't you be replacing Sylvanas. But <sighs> I, I know that she's a character that's gone through a lot. But honestly, every time I see her, all I can see is a Mary Sue. She's like, oh, I'm I'm an undead that's been risen by the light and the shadow. So I'm just like, 
perfect and I'm like I don't look horrible like all my people that are falling apart and decaying and I ran away for 25 years but I'm here and everyone should forgive me now which they kind of like thankfully they're like eh, it's a menethil like oh, we don't really like menethils around here um given that she has grown as a character I'll give her that I still I just I just can't I don't I don't I don't like her personality I don't like her like I don't know she's just she irritates me everything about her like I, I feel bad even saying this because this, like, this made me walk away from my computer, but I watched the cinematics with her in them, and I wanted to just stop playing Warcraft. Like, not altogether, but I was like, this upset me so much that I was like, I need to get up and walk away from my keyboard. Um, and it's, it's tough, right? Because it's like, I know that she's a character that they're growing, and she's a character that has a lot of potential. Uh, and she does bring up some interesting points. Uh, but all I can see is they're like, trying to take her from being this person that's like, oh, I ran away. And she's like, oh, but I was this tortured soul. And I, I'm weaving her to be much more dramatic than she is, truly. But I just, I can't. I, there's just something about her that I just, like, kind of want to just shove her over a cliff. Um, I, I just, I don't like her. I don't feel like she fits very well in the Forsaken narrative. Like, she, there's also another layer to this that I should add. Um. And I think this is one of the problems, I wouldn't say a problem with Shadowlands, but I think it's one of the things that has upset players in a way that they don't necessarily think about. But um, Shadowlands has changed a lot of the narratives, like big changes, like Sylvanas is gone, um, like the Horde especially is like, we've gone to a council, we no, no longer have a war chief. Uh, there's all, all these big changes that have happened, and it almost feels like there's too many big changes happening, right? It's like, I mean... I, We've talked about it a lot on the podcast, but like the Horde loses a leader like every expansion or two, right? So it sucks if we were tired of it, but it's like having that whole conversation shift feels a little weird. Having the Forsaken completely change and shift is like, that's not necessarily bad. Um, but I think for some players, it feels like there were too many moving parts and too much change because too much change isn't always a good thing either. If players are expecting something and it's been a part of the fabric of what they expect and you take it away... Uh, it becomes uncomfortable, and I think that's one of the reasons I also don't like Kalia. Is she feels very uncomfortable to me from the the narrative perspective. Like she doesn't feel like she fits with the Forsaken. Now I think they're trying to move them in a new direction, and I don't disagree with that. Like I think it's great that they're actually exploring the Forsaken. Like I'm like yes, finally Forsaken lore and story and people paying attention to them. But uh, I, I very much do not like that she was risen by the light and the shadow. That was one of my like biggest angsts about that because like as someone that enjoys the forsaken it's like part of it they're decaying and actively falling apart and having this person's like i'm perfectly preserved and beautiful I'm like i do not like you out of principle just not not just for that but that was like one of the first things that really like i don't want to say triggered me because that's not a good word to use but it really upset me especially as someone that really values all of the horrible things the forsakens have had to go through all of the trauma that they've had to live through is just having this person that's like oh i'm perfectly preserved for all time like you don't have any of the trauma that these people have gone through you're just perfect and no one else can replicate this or something i don't know it's like yeah you're dead but it's like you don't really sympathize with the people in the same way it's like you'll never have to go through the horrible things that they did you're, ne you're never gonna have to be like enslaved and i, I don't know so to say that yes, you can jump in. Sorry, I was very long. No, it's fine. No, to say that she never went through the trauma is a bit, mm. um, 
it, you know, she went through different trauma because different one, trauma, her, that's her true. brother, her brother turned into the Lich King. Okay, and but all, like all accounts was kind of an asshole before that. Did she get stabbed with No, no, no. Did she get risen she and eat had, her family? No, but, no. But, no, no. Well, no, but her, her her brother stabbed her father, and you know, like they, she had to flee her, her ancestral home. Okay, I don't want to um, say boohoo, but it's like ninety nine percent of Warcraft is like, oh yeah, somebody died because somebody else killed somebody. It's true. That, that's, that's a little. That's true, but no. You know. she, she. My point is, she, she she went through that. We also know that she lost her husband and her daughter. Yes. We don't know what happened to them. Sad. That is true. And she's been sort of in hiding, just kind of out there having nightmares. Twenty five years. Being, ha- yes, having being nightmares. scared and not and doing she anything. Did, she did die. She got shot with some arrows and died. So I mean, she did experience that. Um, mm. I assume. I assume that's traumatic. I don't know. I have never died myself. I don't know. This is true. All right. Uh, she did experience trauma. It feels like it is much like significantly lessened compared to just about any other well, forsaken maybe some of them anyway the the thing here is that i think there's two th- things at play one is that there is a ton of room and maybe that's the plan is at some point christy golden or somebody is going to be tasked with writing the calia menethil backstory of how does she go from fleeing Lordaeron, losing her husband losing her kid um and then like what does she go through on her way to then showing back up in the legion class hall in legion um you know there, there's there's a narrative there there's a lot of room to fill in we've seen them do wonders with the illidan novel and That's the true. sylvanas novel that we'll talk about as far as kind of you know fleshing out the the the, the weaker parts of a character development to to make things fit um, mm-hmm. it's kind of like the the clone wars in that regard like you look at the star wars movies and there's a few pieces where you kind of got to put things together and then you watch a show like the clone wars and you're like, Oh, okay. I see the full arc now and I understand what they were doing. And you know, they, they, they have the opportunity there. They have time in the story that they can go back and massage to make it all fit together. Hmm. That said though, the main problem here is that, like you said, they're replacing Sylvanas with Calia. And the thing, I think the important thing that, that Blizzard maybe kind of forgets sometimes is that when you think about a race like the forsaken that, you know, you're born a human um, you, you died and then you're resurrected and you become a forsaken and none of this is your choice. Yes. You're, you know, you, don't, you, this is all forced upon you and you find yourself in a decaying corpse and you know, there's no going back. This is your lot in life and you're stuck with that to the player. However, that is entirely your choice mm-hmm. that you log into the game and you look at the array of characters and all the different races you can play. And you're like, no, I want to pick the dead guy with no jaw because that's awesome. I mean, to be fair, how many games do you get to play a dead guy with no jaw? I'm sure there's a few other ones, but I don't know them off the top of my head. Not many. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway. And so the problem is that there's a certain level of self-selection when you get to the mindset of the Forsaken player. Mm -hmm. That they looked at the Forsaken and they said, okay, I like the fact that these guys have suffered. I like the fact that these guys are falling apart and kind of look kind of gory. Mm -hmm. I like their aesthetic. And I'm, I'm into this. I want this. And... When you take a leader that kind of runs against all of that and you're trying to shift, like, it's one thing to say, like, okay, like, from a narrative standpoint, the Forsaken need to change. And, like, okay, we need to take the population and push them in a direction. And even, like, from within the game, like, you know, like, from a a political standpoint, to be like, okay, like, yeah, no, it makes sense that, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, a, a leader would rise up and say, no, we need, as a people, we need to change and do that. That all makes sense on, from a, you know, from a lore and story perspective. Yes. But... From a gameplay perspective, when you have a a group of people who chose this race because they identified with it on some level, and then to sit there and say, okay, we're going to take a leader and force it upon them and try to get them to change, 
like no if you wanted to play somebody that was raised by the light or infused by the light you'd roll a light forge draenei yes yes and, i think that's also a big part of it and 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 so in that regard she doesn't fit and and trying to shoehorn her in there it, it all it's going to do is just rub people the wrong way and at best i mean a I guess the best case scenario is they'll just kind of tolerate it and move on and keep playing the Forsaken because they're very invested in their character. At worst, they'll feel some sort of uh, discord with respect to how they feel when they're playing their character. And then that character is going to sit and maybe they go and start an alt somewhere. Maybe they start that alt like Forge Draenei for whatever reason, or maybe they don't log in and they play some other game and it may, maybe it's Diablo Immortal or, uh, you know, or Hearthstone or Overwatch, or maybe it's not, maybe it's some other game outside the blizzard ecosystem and you've lost a paying sub yeah i i think that's another part of it too um because and i don't want to say she's directly filling sylvanas's shoes because she's it's not a one for one but when you take who the forsaken have been especially with a character like sylvanas one that's beloved one that's gone through a lot of suffering one that's very strong one that's uh, very confident in her ideals and then literally taking that, like, the antithesis of that, and you're like, this is now the new half-forsaken leader. I mean, she's not really a leader, but, like, one of the new people that's part of the forsaken leadership. And you're like, you're the complete opposite of everything I liked about Sylvanas. Like, you're kind of meek. You're, she's trying to find herself. I get that. She's not very confident. She's, you know, she, I mean, she's a menethil, but she's, she doubts herself. She hasn't gone through... She's gone through traumatic experiences, but not like Sylvanas, right? Where Sylvanas, like overcame her fears to conquer both her enslavement and try and go on to, you know, she actually did outright attack Arthas at one point and was semi-successful. She didn't kill him, but, you know, she she pushed and pushed. And yes, Sylvanas is it's interesting, so I've talked about this in the book, because on the one side, she's very selfish, and on the other side, she's, I don't want to say she's giving, but, like, in her own mind, she's pursuing justice, right? right. And Kalia is... The opposite. She's like, I'm super giving. But the thing that bothers me about Kalia is she's so self-focused. Like she's she's very giving and nurturing, but like whenever she opens her mouth, it's like me, 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 me. Like, oh, I'm having trouble. Oh, I'm different. Oh, something is wrong with me and my struggles and trying to figure out where I fit. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm like, I, I do, I do, but I, I think it gets to be too much where she just feels like she's whining and complaining about her lot in life. I'm like, girl, sister, you have the best out of any Forsaken that have ever existed. The fact that you are whining and complaining about being dead. I'm like, don't you even like, I just, again, want to launch her into Azeroth's son, which is uh, just right up to Anhai, which is not very nice. Um, sorry. <laughs> I get a little worked oh, no. up. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. But I'm, I'm no, so sorry, thing- everyone. <laughs> The thing about Sylvanas is that she was a natural born leader. Yes. yes to the she point was. that even though she was born into a family where the uh the 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 title of what uh Ranger General yes. was yep. passed down familially, so it's like she was born into um, you know, so you know, uh not like a matriarchy basically. Mm-hmm. Even though she was born into that, she was outside of that. It was supposed to go to her sister. And Sylvanas, not intent it's not like she manipulated her way into the position, but through the natural course of events, she found herself taking that title yes. that she, she naturally ascended. She proved herself as the leader of, you know, the leader of the far striders, you know, and the rager general. I mean, you could, you could argue she lost the battle at silver moon, but you know, was she ever really going to win that? I mean, that, that was probably kind of an unwinnable type situation there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, rock sliding into the you know, rock <laughs> yeah. star sliding, not the best, 
fighting move, but you know, we all have our off days. You know, if I ever have to go out this way, I'm going to do it. Just power slide. (laughs) (laughs) Looks It looks badass. (laughs) But even then, like, you know, she comes into power as far as leading the, the Forsaken and it's not at no point does she say, let's hold an election. She's just like, this is what needs to be done. I'm the person to do it. And she just takes charge and everybody else coalesces around her because they're like, this lady knows what's up. Yeah, they understand like they see that she's a leader and they follow her. So she just she has that natural gravitas and that Mm -hmm. natural willpower and that natural charisma that a leader needs. Kalia, all we really know about her at this point is she was born a Menethil. That's it. The only reason she's showing up in Lordaeron is because her family has a, a, a namesake claim over that. That that used to be her castle. And arguably, under a normal situation, if you know Terranus and Arthas get taken out, then she would be the next person sitting on that throne. Which, funny note, um, when I was doing the Lordaeron quest, at the end of it, you you know the, you end the Lordaeron quest in the throne room, mm-hmm. and uh, since you can do it as either Alliance or Horde. Uh, I finished up on my horde character, but there was a, a night elf and uh, let's say two night elves. I forget what the other race was, uh, but there were two night elves in there and they were taking turns sitting on the throne and you could see like they were taking like, they didn't have the selfie cam out, but like, you could see they were like taking screenshots of each other. Oh my gosh. It, it was like, I'm like tourists. What are you doing in here? Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. Like, which to be fair, I mean, I'm sure we all did that. Like, you know, at least when you had a horde character, you know, oh, it's some, the, your first yeah. time you go through that throne and you're like, I can sit in there. I can. I can, I can take my picture here. I can take a screenshot. That's awesome. So I have a hundred percent done that. Uh, when exactly. like in the quest where like Garrosh is standing off to the side or something, I just go and plop down like in Mr. Pandera's. Like ah, I'm in the throne. <sighs> Good times. Yes. Everyone's done that. Even I think I even sat in uh, Stormwind's throne at one point. Anyway, we won't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's. I think I agree with all of that, and I I, I understand that. I don't know if this is why they made her that way, but I I think them having a completely different dynamic is probably intentional. It just feels to me, it feels really bad having her be the replacement for Sylvanas because she just feels wrong. Like it's like putting on a shoe that's two sizes too small and looks ugly. You're just like, I, this isn't what I want. And again, like you said, it's, it's not like we get our choice in leadership, but it's not like she's had a lot of time to mature either. Like, you know, if you think of, I mean, Bane is a bad comparison, but, you know, we actually knew who Bane was when right. he ascended from Karen. Right? Like, we had an right. interactions with him and that sort of thing. Um, Garrosh, similarly, was still not the best choice for the Horde, but, like, we knew who he was and had interacted with him. Kalio's in the priest hall, and then most of her character, like, before she hit the big screen, um... In BFA, her character started in the book, which a lot of people didn't see either. So it it feels, I don't know, to me, this just it feels very uncomfortable and bad. And when the Forsaken, especially right now, it feels like no one wants to lead the Forsaken. They're like, yeah, we have the Desolate Council as Lillian Voss, who's like, I don't want to lead. And Kalio's like, I don't know what's going on with my life. And then you have like one or two other people that are like, uh sure i guess like we're trying to put things back together but it's like they need that solid leadership right now and it just feels bad to have someone that's supposed to be as like powerful as Kalia just be all off on a soul searching quest right now she's like th- doing the thrall thing but i'm even more mad at her <laughs> when thrall's just like see you guys about i'm gonna go do a thing and i'm like okay thrall i get it you've been in like so many expansions and been 
the Earth Warder. And I, I get, like, I understood his retirement. And then on retirement, it, I don't know. It's okay. Well, he, he he had small ch- children at home. He retired. He, he, he retired because it's hard to you know work from home and have small children. And then it's hard to save the are, earth from are, a different are a little planet. bit older. Now his kids are a little bit older. Now he's like, okay, you know, they're in school most of the day. I got my my work day back. I can I can start to get back into the workforce. Mm-hmm. That that's the thrall story. But no, but you mentioned Lillian Voss, and I think she's key to this because well, well, actually, to, to go to Kalia for a moment here. Mm-hmm. Um, like you mentioned, like something doesn't feel just feel right. Like she doesn't just feel good as the leader. And I think Blizzard generally knows when they're doing something that doesn't feel good. I think uh, so. I, I go back to the burning of Teldrassil, how they had that happen, and we all felt terrible. Yes. Like I, 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 I shouldn't say we all felt terrible. I know there were some horde players that were like, yeah, burn, you know, burn tree, burn. And you're like, and, oh my god. <laughs> right, and you're like, oh, you know, that's not, not, not great, but. But then, like, you know, two days later, we get the Sorfang cinematic that kind of says, like, mm-hmm. you're, it kind of basically said, like, you're supposed to feel terrible about this. Yes. This is, this is the emotional journey we're taking you on. And once you kind of, like, understood that and you're like, okay, like, Sorfang is my avatar in that regard, um, you know, then it, it kind of became okay. And I think the same thing here, like, you're supposed to feel unease with her. At least I hope you're, but you know, then I wonder about that because in the Lord on Quest line, which we should probably just kind of go over real quickly. Sure. Um, it, just a you know top level. Basically, Kalia shows up. She's like, "Hey, we need to fix Lordaeron. This is my home. I want to rule here." But the last thing Sylvanas did was she blighted the place, so nobody can hang out here. Not the Forsaken. Not anybody. And you know she's you know so you talk to uh, uh, what's his place uh, Apothecary Farinell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has the and little blight eaters. Yes, he has the blight eaters, but they eat too much blight and they explode. Yeah. <laughs> creation sorry i love the forsaken oh no i i mean this was this was so well done it was um, was... this whole quest line because then yeah you're like okay well okay we've got problems with the blight but then we're like wait a minute like a quarter of our player base just spent two years hanging out where the blight you know was created like the home of the blight you know the the original recipe blight out in maldraxxus so i enjoyed this immensely as i said as a necrolord because this was like like it made sense because otherwise I'm just a torrent. Like if I was like a bastion torrent or something, I'd be like, I don't know why I'm going to Maldraxxus. Like, mm-hmm. But no, like as a Necrolord torrent, I'm like, oh, it's like I know these guys. Like these guys, are my, these guys are cool. I can vouch for them. So, you know, so you go to Maldraxxus, you go and wind up doing some quests for uh, Margrave Sindane. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, head of the House of Rituals. As far as trying to get the, you got to get all the stuff together to get the blight cleared. You talk to Plague Divisor Marilith. He sends you to get some stuff. Anytime you interact with Marilith is always great. It's true. <laughs> Gonna miss that guy. <laughs> and you know, you get your 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 you basically you get your like super blight eater together. You go back to Lordaeron. The blight eater goes, eats up all the blight, becomes this giant blight monster. You kill the blight monster. The blight's gone. Everything's great. And Lordaeron is once again inhabitable. Uh, you can go, and that's the point where you can go into the throne room and you get your little Lillian Voss Kalia d- dialogue in the throne room, and then that ends, and then there's a night elf sitting in the throne. So. <laughs> So uh, I enjoyed this immensely. And I thought to me, like this showed Blizzard's foresight because like, you know, that they were working on Shadowlands when they started working on BF or like, you know, like they, they knew like yes. this was the direction they were going. And so they're like, okay, like, I think when they made the decision, we're going to blight Lordaeron. They knew how they were going to resolve that. Yes. Because they're like, we're going to Meldraxxus in the next expansion. 
that's where they created the blight. These are the people. We're going to go and meet the people that can fix this problem. So we're going to introduce this problem, then introduce the people that can fix this problem, and then at the end of all that, wrap it all up. Mm-hmm. Which I think was a great move, honestly. Which was b- brilliant. And it kind of ties into the same thing, uh, which I, I haven't done this quest, but there's the the Night Elf stuff that ends with Taronda yes. getting the, the new, new world seed tree. for a new yeah. world tree. Which, again, we're going to burn the world tree. Then we're going to go meet the people that can give you a new seed for the world tree. And we're going to wrap that all up. So it, it, it's very fitting in that regard that they, 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 they planned it out that way. You can understand why. I mean, not just because Maldraxxus, you know, sort of fills a, 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 a not, not, not a gap in the lore, but th- there was room to explore like, well, what are the origins of necromancy and the death Knights and all of that, all of that stuff. I mean, obviously that a lot of that comes from the Shadowlands. And so like, okay, we need, we need a place to address that because, you know, Maldraxxus isn't the entirety of the Shadowlands, right. which you kind of got the impression before where it's like, well, death Knights come from the Shadowlands, you know, and then, you know, you, the warlocks and the necromancy and all that stuff. And they're like, okay, like, we're, well, we're going to expand it. So, you know, Maldra- Maldraxxus needed to exist for several reasons. But the fact that they were able to use it in this regard to be like, okay, like here's a problem. Now Draxus is the solution. And, you know, and here we're going to tie it all up with a nice little bow. I thought that was, that was, that was masterfully done. And as a Necrolord, as a, as a, a character that spent the last two years in Maldraxxus, I was especially tickled by this. I enjoyed this a lot. So that said, there's the part where you go to Margrave Sindane, head of the house of rituals. And after you do the quest, as you're about to leave, Callie is like, hey, Margrave, can I ask you a question? And Margrave's like, what's up? And she's like, how does necromancy work? Because I was raised not by necromancy. I was raised by light and shadow. So am I really an undead? And the Margrave is like, yeah, you're an undead. Like, the actual mechanics don't matter. You Are you dead? Now you're undead? Necromancy. You're good. Right. Which, I don't know, like... I, I liked that part, and I, I, I don't know, I I think I have mixed feelings, kind of just like, yeah, you're good, stop worrying about it, that doesn't matter as much, like, you're focusing on too many things, too many different things, but, again, like, she does look different than other Forsaken, and I feel like that could be a point of contention. I would like to hope that we'll see her grow more, but it, it just, it, it's hard right now, because to me, she's still a very unlikable character. Uh, and and I think part of this is also my bias because I I very much enjoy strongly written female characters because in games they tend to be one of two directions they're either like borderline villainous or uh, they're kind of meek so and Warcraft has been doing better over the years for sure like Princess Talanji amazing love her right bring her back you don't bring her back and put her in charge of the Forsaken I don't care how right yeah no no (laughs) seriously I'm like no. She you know what? She had that agreement with Sylvanas where they were on the same level, and now that Sylvanas is gone, there she'd be you like, go. I, you know, technically she should have rights to rightful claim to be like half of the horde, but she could just be like, you know what, just give me the Forsaken. It's fine. And then there you go. Put put Talanji, she'd be fine because Talanji, now she's technically born into, you know, born into the royal family, mm-hmm. but she has the leadership qualities. Yes. That we haven't really seen from Kalia. Well, that, that was the thing is like, one of the, what I liked about Talanji was. Even though she had a lot of, in there were moments where she did question herself, but she didn't. She didn't put that out too far. Like she wasn't going on this giant soul searching trip. Which I I, I don't think I, it's hard for me to like put this into good words. I think it's important for characters to have those for sure. 
it feels like Callias has been far too centered on herself and it hasn't really matured a lot. Like she's talked to a lot of people and has matured some as a character, but it still feels like like four years later, she's still stuck in the same spot. I could be wrong, but that's just, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if it's necessarily an issue of maturation. I Maybe, think it's yeah. more an issue. She hasn't earned the, 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 the title. She hasn't done anything that's to actually justify true. Why should she be leading the Forsaken? All she did is she showed up and she said, this is my ancestral land. These were my people once. We should go back to that. We should go back to that, even though things have changed a little bit. Well, like Sylvanas, she went out. out. Sylvanas went out. You know, she fought the Scourge. She fought the, the, the you know, the Dreadlords. She, you know, got Varimathris to submit and, and you know, join her cause until he didn't. But, <laughs> you know, like, so, so, like Sylvanas did things. She got shit yeah. done. And so it didn't matter, you know, like you know, how mature she was, it didn't matter. And like, I mean, and you, you read the Sylvanas novel, like she still has moments of like self-doubt. Like I, I think any good oh, yeah. leader does, especially in the novels where you can really, you know, get into their thoughts and you can show like, okay, like they're unsure about things or, you know, you get that one moment where Sylvanas kind of has to ready herself before Anduin and Illyria yes. and, and Gen are going to come storming into the, the, again, the Lord of Throne room. But like all Kalia did, did is she showed up and she said, you know, she got Anduin to be like, hey, let's, you know, let's have a parlay with the the uh you know the horde and kind of get the the forsaken to reunite with their families because you know and and okay that went nice idea went terribly you know it's obviously like, it went ter- terribly for her because she got arrows like in the back and whatnot yeah. but it you know you know like th- there's no real sense of and and I think this th- this is kind of a, speaks to a problem I think with sort of the royalty that the Menethils yes. represent because even Arthas like Arthas did shit. He did bad shit. He did not do the shit that like like I I feel like if the if the people of Lordaeron had a choice between Arthas and another potential leader, they would have probably chosen somebody else. They would you know just because Arthas was doing things didn't mean he was doing the right thing. Right. But Kalia hasn't done anything. Like she's like yes she's you know born and, and bred to be a leader, and you know she's raised to fit into like the 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 stereotypical you know princess queen role, but. That doesn't mean you can lead. That doesn't mean no. you're you're able to actually do things. And you know, like you know, say what you will about Sylva- Sylvanas. You know, she did shit. She, you know, she she put plans into action. She executed them. May you know, maybe she went too far, burning a world tree. That you know, that happens. But yeah. you know, it, it, she at least she gave her people a, a a reason to get behind her. And Kalia has not done that yet. So. You know, you, you, and to, you know, that's sort of represented by how she looks because you talk about how she's so pristine and she looks great. And the, the rest of the Forsaken are, you know, they have what they're on their like eighth hand or whatever. And they're mm-hmm. sewing the flesh back on because it won't stay. You know, maybe there's a, a storyline there where as Kalia goes through the leadership paces, she's put into situations where she has to fight, where she has to, you know, be in danger leading her people. And maybe she loses a limb and she has to get a less attractive limb sewn on. Or maybe, you know, she maybe she starts to suffer and decay. Not not naturally, because again, because of the way she was formed, maybe she doesn't naturally decay, but you know, if you cut off a, a leg, it's not growing back. <laughs> right. I, I think that's yeah, that's a large I wouldn't say a large part, but it's definitely a, a big factor. I guess that's saying the same thing. It is a factor of, I think, why she doesn't feel like she fits. And I, I don't know if they're going to change that. Like, they they might want this as the new face of the Forsaken. The, the other thing is it, it feels a little odd in some ways. Like, if they want her to 
mature to more of a Lillian Voss role, she probably will have those kind of scars and trials. But at the moment right now, it doesn't feel like that's the direction they're going. And I mean, I was, yes, first very irritated when she just walked up. It's like, hi, I'm a Menethil. I rule this place. I'm like, no, you've been gone for 25 years hiding in a closet. That does not make you a ruler. Like, I don't know. That I think sometimes she... It's almost like a, a point of naivety where she comes off pretentious. She's like, this, this, because it was my family's, this is mine. I'm like, that is not how this works anymore. And you abandoned these people. And there's no reason I could think of that they should be happy to see you just because you exist. But again, I know that this has been very critical of her and I, I want to give her more time to grow. I just, it's very tough for me uh, to leave a character like Sylvanas and then be given her instead uh, because I don't, she hasn't really had any reason or paces to grow. Like they, they made her and now it's like, well, I didn't say they made her, but they, they put her in the story and she hasn't done anything. So it's like, how am I supposed to like her? And I feel like she should have done more up until this point, even if it was just a little bit, like little things to endear the player to this is the new change. Uh, maybe she'll do something. Honestly, I'm not very hopeful, like especially if we're going to Dragonflight. I don't know. I, I, she might come along, but especially after we've gone past the Shadowlands and talking about Undeath, it feels like that chapter is somewhat closed. I'm sure she'll be around. Um, I'm not saying that she won't appear at all, but it just feels kind of weird, like a weird spot to put the Forsaken in as we're closing Shadowlands to be like, and we're in this like super uncomfortable, contentious point. We don't know when we'll return to this, but here's this unfinished, it almost feels like an unfinished chapter in a way. Um, so I don't know. I think that's what's been bugging me and i'm sorry for any Kalia fans out there <laughs> well if you think about it like an election like oh boy. Kalia, is, Kalia is the candidate that comes in she's the she has the last name from a political dynasty and mm -hmm. she has no actual resume of her own yep riding and on the so coattails she has no actual policy ideas she just comes in and her whole campaign is structured around her last name that's all you see when you see the signs it just says menafil and you know Kalia in smaller letters and you know she speaks in platitudes and she doesn't actually have a vision for leadership Lillian Voss on the other hand yes. is someone who's been there she's well known in the community she you know she she's done things mm -hmm. she's been you know part of missions before she you know was uh, you know you know she was from the Scarlet Crusade to her you know her arc now um you know she's grown she's changed a lot she helped with uh oh uh, was it Zelik uh, the uh, in Battle for Azeroth, there was the the, the priest that uh, the, oh, the tied priest. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, yes. I don't remember his name. I, I think, think it was Zelik. I think something so. Was, something was he. I do. Anyway. I remember who you're talking about, though. Yes. The one that was like, "I'm going to die and then be risen," and that didn't go very yeah, well. Yeah, and then then she she's like, she's, yeah, and then he goes to see his family. And she's like, "This isn't going to go well," and then he comes back and he's like, "It didn't go well." She's like, and, "I told you." Right. So I mean, you know, Lillian's been active in the community. And maybe she doesn't have the full leadership chops yet to lead like the, the group and maybe she doesn't have the desire to lead, but she could rally some votes. I think, you know, and I think that's why, that's why she's there. That's why Callie is not in this alone. And I think there's a, there's, there's a story there. It's, it's, it reminds me actually of kind of how, when they replaced, replaced Brack with Ibarra and Jen O'Neill. Oh, <laughs> like. It's like, okay, like we can't have, like, we can't have one or the other. Like we have to have both of them here. It's so it's the same thing as like, like 
Kalia or Lillian don't stand on their own. We have to put the two of them together because together, like Lillian has all the experience and the familiarity and the, the understanding of the forsaken that Callie doesn't have. Lillian has all of that. And fun. I, I, I think an argument can be made that if they really wanted to push Lillian as the new leader of the forsaken, they could, but for whatever reason, they were like, no, we want to bring Callie in. And so they clearly have an idea for there. They clearly have a plot for her. They're going to go somewhere with that. But, and, but that's, I think that's the problem is like, you know, they were going to go with Lillian and then they're like, oh no, we've got this idea for Callie. Let's bring her in. And now you have the two of them kind of stuck together. It's not really a co-leadership position because I, I feel like Callie is very much like I'm going to lead, but Lillian's going to be her right hand advisor and right. Lillian's going to be right there making the decisions that it's, I'm, I'm curious to see where this goes. It's just, it feels a bit disjointed in that regard but i think again this is all intentional it was i think this is intentional because the point i was trying to make earlier about the talk with sindane is that it's very much sindane and i think she, as much as kalia is saying because to me kalia is voicing the concern of the players this character is not an authentic for, forsaken yes and so how can this character be put in a position of the forsaken and then you have sindane kind of taking the voice of the blizzard narrators saying no it's fine you're a forsaken we give you our blessing that should end this question and move on with, with the story. I, I guess so. I think one of my concerns with having Kalia and um, Lillian stuck together is it doesn't feel like either. It, you know how it sometimes like uh, people are in a relationship and when you think of that person, you only think of them together. You don't think of either of the individuals. They just become yes. like one amorphous thing. That's or, or when, I, when when two people are on a podcast and you think of the two of them together. I mean, they, you, you only hear the two of them talking together. I mean, we are the voices in your head. What better <laughs> what better narrators could you ask for? Um, but no, I, I think my concern is that if they are stuck together for too long, neither of them will be able to stand on their own. Um, which is something because I, I really like Lillian. Like Lillian has been a character that we have watched since I think Cataclysm, if I remember correctly. Like she's in the Forsaken starting zone. Uh, and you actually get to see her rejection of her becoming a Forsaken. We get to watch her entire journey over multiple expansions. That feels good. That feels earned. Like, even though she wasn't in the beginning, like, this really powerful or interesting character, we actually got to watch her mature into this really cool assassin character that has followed us for a very long time. Now, some players that didn't do the Forsaken quest line, like they wouldn't know who she was. But I think um in Legion, I think she was in the Dalaran sewers, if I remember correctly. She she yeah, was she, around. She she's in the uh the, the rogue class. Yeah, the rogue I'll, class. Okay, yeah. yeah, I thought so. Um I'd only been down there twice, so I was trying to remember if she was down there. Um but uh I don't know, like her story feels earned, but not as well known. Whereas Kalia doesn't feel known or earned and that feels bad so it feels like she's trying to leech off of a better story and then we're just gonna stick them together i i agree that's probably intentional because they they fill each other's flaws but lillian has been very consistent that she doesn't want to lead and Kalia just feels like she's like oh, i have the right to lead and I'm like, i don't like either of these scenarios like i don't feel like either of these really fit well so we'll see i just I still really don't like Kalia. <laughs> I know she's she's a lot of players do like her, and I I'm sorry that we spent the better part of like 30 minutes just absolutely ripping into her. Um, that was my fault. But I I hope that she'll mature more as a character. I'd like to see her be a little stronger 
honestly, if she fell off a cliff and Lillian Voss took over, I'd probably be happy, but that's just me. And that could be the direction they go. I, I mean, doubt that, it. They, they made a brand new model for her. I don't think they, they made a brand new model for Varian just to die. Okay, point taken. You're you're not wrong. <laughs> so I mean, they 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 do new models all the time for who knows what reasons. Um, yeah. I just, I think one of the fears for some of the Forsaken players is that they're going to introduce Lightforge Forsaken, which feels like it would ruin the fantasy of being Forsaken well, to some extent. Well, the problem for some is, people, for some people, sorry. The, the, well, the problem is we know that they're going to introduce Forsaken Paladins. Yes, that's true. And I mean, how does, again, that, that's kind of one of those questions, like, how does that work? That I mean, you know, There is one existing one that we always talk about, but otherwise, true. supposedly they're in agony the entire part of their existence so it's like i guess but mm, sort death knights like, well they, they mm. cause suffering to get sustenance so, mm. i don't know man <sighs> i just, yeah. just, everybody just play a tauren this would be so much easier <laughs> or a goblin or a goblin or a goblin <laughs> i mean goblins are the way to go clearly there's a reason why the show isn't the forsaken and the forsaken <sighs> not yet <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right well i kind of feel bad that we took up all of this time talking about calia instead of moving on to the sylvanas do you did you have any closing thoughts on calia on calia um, i don't know i mean ju I, I just want to know who her kid is i feel like i feel like it was a important. poor it was a poor decision to name to introduce talia and calia like have them in prominent roles in the same expansion Especially when we don't know Talia's mother, yep. and we don't know Calia's kid, or because husband, it just I don't think. we don't we don't even know her husband. People all we know is Ta yeah. All we know is Talia is Bol is is Bolvar's kid, and so it's like yeah. So it's like it 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 lines up too well that like mm -hmm. okay like you know like Calia fits right in. You know you got a father and a daughter with no mother, and you got a mother with no no daughter and no father. It fits, and then it's like okay, like the names even kind of sound alike, so. I mean, it, uh, I, at this point, I guess it was a massive red herring because I don't see how Bolvar and Talia and Calia are hanging out in Oribos for right. two years without it coming up like, oh, yeah, that's your mother, by the way. <laughs> by the by, I mean, to be fair, Bolvar looks a little different now. But Calia, Calia looks shouldn't. exactly the same. No, no, no she should look like she might be a little paler. She's but like she a should vampire look pale. Yeah, she Sparkles. should look pretty much like. I mean, oh God, she it vampire. can't have been that long that Bolvar's like, you know. And also, how many Calumetophils are there? <laughs> that he's like, oh, your name's Calumetophil. That's funny. That's the name of my ex-wife. Like, <laughs> or maybe he doesn't even know it's like ex. He's like, I assume she may or may not be alive. It's like jokes on you. Everybody's dead except for your yeah. child. She may or may not be alive. She's both. She's like Schrodinger's Calia. Uh, Schrodinger's Calia. <laughs> I mean, so is Bolvar. He's kind of like in this weird half state of perpetual agony. He's like kind of half charred to death and kind of still very much alive. And you're like, I. Also, if it rains, does his whole body sizzle? That was a random thought, but I thought about me walking outside. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I have no idea where that came from. <clears throat> well, what What's the standing temperature? Like, it can't be. His body can't be like smoldering I think like it's gotta is, be like a though. I mean, look so at like him. Could, could you fry an egg on him i think so could I you mean, like grill a hamburger i mean 
I'm gonna walk up and just like throw a hamburger patty on his back. It's like uh, <laughs> is Bolvar basically the 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 closest we're gonna get to being able to nominate a basic campot fire for uh, political office? He's a, a walking grill. <laughs> you can just bring him to parties. <laughs> Gosh, I feel like a horrible person. That was such a derailing thought. I'm so sorry. Except now I can't stop thinking about it. It's like when he's sitting up there on the throne of snow. He's like, he's like, yep, this is my lot in life. I just, I mean, I get that. Okay. He's Bolvar. He's He's Bolvar. He's He's fine. He'll be It's great. I'm just imagining if Talia, those were her parents, she's like, oh, great. I got a, a dad that sizzles in the rain and actively, you know, can cook eggs on him. And then I have a mother that is glowing. And basically looks like Edward from uh, Twilight and has done nothing. And I'm here doing way more. Well, not way more than both, but I'm doing here doing important things. And right, even, even, even Talia, I think, is a better resume to leave the Forsaken than Talia does. Yeah, she's, and she's at least interesting. Like, they gave her personality and she feels, I don't know, she just feels a lot more interesting instead of just, like, laced with self-doubt and constantly. They gave her a hammer. Yeah. Awesome. How many female players have a hammer? Not players. Yurel went kind of... In one <laughs> universe, anyway. No, that but... boost to 90 didn't do well. Or 60? I don't remember. You know, she was a boosted 90 at the time. Yeah. Um, no, but even then, putting all that aside, um, you know, the whole reason I bring up Bolvar and Kalia, though, and, and, and the fact that, like, it felt like there was a connection there that apparently wasn't, um, like... There are still valid questions about Callie's past. Like, you know, as much as I said, like, she's a, kind of an open book and they can massage it how they want. Like, they intentionally, like, I have to assume they intentionally set up this mystery of who is her, who is her husband, who is her kid? Because you don't, you don't introduce a character with these questions. Like, if they wanted them to be dead, she would have just said, oh, they died. I buried them and move on. But the fact that it's like, oh, no, I lost track of them. I assume they're dead. That means, like. That that means that they're they they're not they're they're going to come back at some point, and that could be, I mean, that could be a huge plot point too. Is that if she's taken over the Forsaken, she's you know once again ruling Menethil for her husband to come back and say, well, if you're the queen, then therefore I must be the king. So therefore, I'm leading the Forsaken, even though I'm whomever, some dude, some dude, right. You know, there, there, there's room for, for story there. There's room for growth. There's room to see what she does. But none of that, I mean, yeah, okay, I guess if somebody else tries to make a power play to say, like, he, he should be leading the Forsaken, you know, you know, so be it. But still, like, that all feels like, okay, that's all personal stuff related to her. Like, none of that is, like, how, you know, how does that ultimately, like, affect the Forsaken? Um, right. You know, yeah, like, I'm, I, and even then, like, right, I'm really just curious, like, who are they? Like, I, I, I don't you know, I'm sure they'll come back and I'm sure it'll be an interesting story. Um, but yeah, you know, for, for right now, like that's, that's just, it, it's in link, it's a lingering plot thread. And I don't know, especially, you know, again, since they didn't address it in Shadowlands, like, I don't know when they're going to address it. Yeah. Well, I'm sure, I don't know. We might get like the small patch story updates like we've been getting, uh, and have something interesting there, but it just doesn't feel like we're going to, address any of that i mean unless she's like oh jk my husband was a dragon i'm like what is it the Sunwell? um <laughs> <laughs> unless that's a plot point which you know at this point i'm not even gonna rule it out because there are weirder things have happened in warcraft but uh it, it does feel like it'd be it's weird not to have her chapter at least this part of her chapter somewhat concluded so 
I hope they'll do more. Well, actually, part of me is like, I hope they don't because I don't like her. But I, I want, I still want to try and give her a fair shake, even though she makes me want to flip a desk every time she opens her mouth. I but. could see them bringing back her husband and her kid, or maybe just the kid. Maybe the husband's dead. I mean, who knows at this yeah. point? I could see them bringing back one of the characters from the past. And then that would be sort of the event that sets up. And here's the Kalia novel where now that we've introduced this character, now we can explain everything that she's gone through from, uh, you know, being engaged to uh, Lord Prester up through, uh, you know, showing back up in Legion. You know, they can go through the, the, the plot threads there and, and make it all make sense. And, and I, I can see why they wouldn't necessarily want to do that story until they introduce the other elements and, and get that going. But I mean, like, which book would you rather read? What about Calia or Sylvanas or, like, Princess Talanji? I'm like, eh, yeah. Technically, we've, I mean, well, we, I mean, we really had the Sylvanas book, as yes. we'll, we'll talk about. Um, we kind of had a Talanji book a little well, that's bit. That's what I'm in, saying. Uh, like, her book was great. It had Blonde Her Blondie book was great. Like, her book was great. She just, the whole time, like, any time was a, or not Sylvanas, well, I mean, every Sylvanas, every chapter in Sylvanas was a Sylvanas chapter. Every time Talanji was featured in a chapter like I almost wanted just to skip to those chapters because I liked how well they were written like I really enjoyed reading about her because again we didn't get a ton of screen time with Talanji we got quite a bit on one side but like I feel like they even could have done more on top of that because she was so interesting and had so many different facets to her like Kalia just feels very bland compared to Talanji like it, it, it's weird thinking that way because, like, they're both royalty. Yes, they've both gone through different things, but it's like, on the one hand, like, Talanji's super awesome, and on the other hand, it's like, you just, you feel like you need to be stuck at, like, a well, particle to somebody else to have value. I don't know. Well, think about how we meet Talanji. This is true. Because also. we meet her, <laughs> we meet her in an alliance prison. Yep. When we're busting her out. Mm hmm. And she doesn't really do much there. I mean, it's mostly, I think Zul is the one who's kind of, yeah, uh, out. you know, helping out you know yeah. setting things on fire and that stuff of that nature but it's not until we get to we get to the ship when the ship's being pursued yes. by the alliance the best and she summons a, a wind version of razan yes. to blow the, the ship ahead and then she goes and like clears the mist so that the zandalari can launch their rockets and blow up all of the alliance ships mm -hmm. so right off the bat like what has Kalia done, like, that's even half as cool as that? Yeah. Nothing. Like, it's like, I got resurrected. I'm like, I'm sorry, that's not cool enough. In World of Warcraft, I'm like, dude, I, I die every, like, ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's nothing to me. Um, But no, I, I know we've been pretty harsh on her, but I it's just hard when you have, when you have someone like her and then you have so, so many other, I'd say really interesting, really strong female characters that have come to the forefront recently it feels almost like a one step back it, it, and i apologize because again i i'm very sensitive about female characters because you know history of video games they always haven't been portrayed great uh sometimes so having these strong interesting female characters having ones that are not even always confident but just having ones that can lead or i don't know just be interesting can hold their own in some ways. Like Lillian Voss is an excellent example. She's not even a leader. She just is an interesting character that we've watched mature. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's just kind of tough to have 
a character that's like, okay, we've thrown her into a position of power and we want people to like her. And it's like, wait, again, she hasn't earned any of her stripes. So you want me to like her for no reason. And I do not. She reminds me a bit of Yorel. Yeah, but in that, oh yeah, Yorel was kind of annoying initially. No, but Yorel was annoying at first, but Yorel did stuff. Like, and yeah. that was kind of Yorel's point is like Yorel shows up and she's, I don't want to say she's supposed to be annoying, but she's, she she's is naive. a Neo fight. Yeah. Right. She, you know, and then she goes on that journey of like, she's a character, like you were saying earlier about like, uh, Callie needs to mature. Like Yorel matured alongside you. Yes. And I mean, you, you know, like, you know, you get to that point where, uh, you know, in Talador when, uh, Murad mm-hmm. dies and, yes. and, you know, and then it's her and, uh, Duratan against Blackhand. That's a badass moment. It is. It's very like, cool. Like they did a good job of taking Yorel and, you know, working her and making her into a strong character so that by the end of the expansion, you felt like she was justifiably leading the, the Draenei. Yes. Yes. And Kalia hasn't been given that arc yet. <sighs> so, so she's still like metaphorically, she's still the same, you know, you know, girl that we busted out of a cave that was breaking rocks and she hasn't done anything to show like, you know, okay, like, you know, Velen's going to choose me to lead my people. Like right. Kalia hasn't, hasn't, hasn't had that moment yet. And, and that's what we, that's what we need her to have. And I have to assume that something like that is coming at some point. Cause otherwise, I mean, otherwise like they, they've, they've, as I said, Blizzard set up this imbalance. They're trying, you know, they, they, they kind of try to justify it with Sindane's comments, but there's still, it, it still feels like she needs to be. She needs to show the Forsaken players and, and not, I don't mean the Forsaken themselves because Blizzard can write however they want to write and they can mm-hmm. say like, oh, the Forsaken yeah. cheered when Kalia showed up, whatever. Sure, sure. But they, she needs to do something to actually win. Like if you're a Forsaken player and you log in every day and you play your Forsaken character, Kalia needs to do something so that you can be like, you know what? Yeah, I'm behind her. This is what I want out of a Forsaken leader. And and maybe that's the point. Maybe she's not going to do that. And maybe that, that you're supposed to feel that uh, you know you're supposed to feel you know you know discordant in that regard going forward but i I have to assume at some point she's going to do something either she's going to have to do something either to get everybody on her side or she's going to have to do something to be kicked out of leading the forsaken and then her whole arc is going to be that she's the spurned leader and where does that take her i mean the other thing i could see is they're they were trying to make returning to Lordaeron part of that arc. Like, I, you know, look, I'm here while we're trying to clean up Lordaeron. And you're like, great. So am I and like, you know, handful of other people. Like, yeah, you're initiating this, but I don't want to say too late or too soon. Like, it, it doesn't... It's weird for me to say this, but like, that doesn't feel like it's a big enough step even for her. Like, that's a big moment to reclaim Lordaeron, but it doesn't feel like she did any of it really it feels like she just kind of like sat well, there she, and let everyone else do stuff yeah it's just like she did we did that like that yeah. was all quests yep. and then she gets her monologue with with lillian at the end of it yeah that she was just like there. that's a, like and you could say like well, okay well like well what did Yorel do like on you know you know like we were there alongside the two npcs or three npcs she actively was alive fought. At that point, yeah fighting fighting blackhand but they gave they gave Yorel a moment where you could be cheer and be like, yeah, that's, yes. you know, she's being a badass. And they've g- they gave Sylvanas tons of those moments. I mean, the, yes. the for the oh horde, the for the yes. horde in BFA. That was so good. I, that still gives me chills. Every time. It, Agreed. It, it, you know, that is 
peak Sylvanas, literally, because I think the character like started to go downhill after that. <laughs> but like, but like you couldn't. But I mean, I'm just saying, like that was so epic. Like you literally, it, it, like even if the character was still fine, it would have been a come down because it was that great a moment. Mm-hmm. And like, Callie has had none of that. There's no, and, and maybe that's the thing. We just need to wait for her to be put in a cinematic where she can be like. Bam, light shadow magic, and I do something awesome. Like Jaina coming in on the ship. I'm still mad about that. I'm like, oh, that was such hacks. It was cool. Wrong, but. That was cool. Like, that's, like, Come like on, man. I mean, the, and, and that's the thing. I think Blizzard, no, I mean, we all know Blizzard is more than capable of letting their characters have epic rock star moments. Yes. And maybe that's the thing. We just need one or two of those for Kalia, and then, we, okay, she's fine. She's in the group now. Well, again, it's like Jaina earned that rock star moment. It doesn't. I feel like it's going to take like three expansions for Kalia to earn up to that moment. Cause it's like, I don't think I'm going to have the patience for that. You know? Well, no, well, no but the, well, well, I mean, on the one hand, it, it, you know, it'll, they'll put it in when they make it, yeah. when it makes sense yeah. to put yeah. it in. They will. But, They're very good at that. No, but Jay, well, the thing about Jane is that that rock star moment carried even more weight because they waited three expansions for that because yes. they were like, we're going to take you out of the limelight and have you barely show up for three expansions. But so when you do come in like the, you know, the mother effing cavalry on this yep. badass ship and you just have all these arcane cannons going off, everybody's going to lose their shit because it's that awesome. Callie's in a completely different position where it's like she needs to step up now and and maybe that's the thing maybe they should have given her a cinematic where she calls down on whatever magic and she's able to but you know but see that's the thing let's okay let's say they had done that that you know you go to talk to Callie and Orbos she's like oh let's go to Lordaeron and clean up the plate you go you talk to Farinel he got his little blight monster it blows up nothing's working and then Callie is just like wait she like touches the blight and then she calls the light or something and then there's like big glowy sequence and it's beautifully animated and then all the blight just like burns away from the light and then Lordaeron is clear would we be saying oh that was a badass moment or would we be saying what a Mary Sue I mean, I think everyone knows where my vote would be. But it's like, <laughs> why can you suddenly clear the blight? Why did you do that before? She's like, I didn't know. I'm like, you didn't try? She's like, no, I've been too busy having internal crises to actually go and help my people and do useful things. Speaking of, I'm going to go and uh, start writing my second book about my trauma. And I'm like, oh, my God, just get out of here. <laughs> okay. I do, like the, I do like the idea of, like, Kalia is, like, failed author, like, just, like... <laughs> In her off time, just trying to write books. I'm sorry, that's how I picture her, though. Maybe she's, like, negotiating with some goblins or something for a publishing deal, or maybe she self-publishes and she's trying to push her manuscript on everybody. (laughs) Have you read my book? If you had read my memoirs. As you see, exactly. It would would be purely autobiographical. It would be, like, you know, the the diary of a princess or something. Oh, my God, totally. I feel really bad if anyone's been listening to this episode that really likes Kalia because they probably hate us now, specifically uh, me. We have we have the same problem over on the Mass Effect uh, show where we talk shit about Caden. Oh, Caden. And uh, yeah, like we actually had somebody write in and they're like, "Dude, Caden's cool," and I'm like, uh, "That's great that you like him." Yeah, <laughs> I have problems I'll- with Caden. All I'll say is there's a certain part in Mass Effect Three where I found there was a thing you could do, and I just kind of. Maybe watch that part over and over again a little bit, but... Is that where you just... Yeah. 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 No spoilers on this podcast. No, we'll keep it light, but... Uh, yeah. But yeah. So, all right. So, we were supposed to talk about the second part of the Sylvanas book. Got a little distracted. Got a little distracted. I'm going to say we will push that to next time. 
Okay. Yeah. So we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> Instead of talking about Sylvana. I mean, Katie's supposed to be five minute rant turned into a whole episode about why she doesn't like Calia. Lo siento, friends. <laughs> oh, no, I knew. I, I I could tell from the heat you were throwing when we were talking the other day. I could tell. I was like, oh, I can get at least 30 minutes out of this. I have been pent so up. I, oh, no. I, was, this, I knew this was a meaty discussion. Oh. Don't worry. Well, and, and friends, if you do like Kalia, if you love her dialogue, if you enjoy her not romance with Jaina's brother, that should have happened because that would have actually maybe made her interesting because we need more time with Derek Proudmore because he's actually an interesting character and he's more interesting than she is. But please write in. Let us know. Like, what? Chew me out if you're like, wow, Katie, you completely misread everything about her character. Here's why she's the best thing since sliced bread. Love to hear from you. <laughs> what I want is that because she's not made the same way other Forsaken, that she can still reproduce. And so she and Derek uh, have a baby. Uh, what? Yeah, exactly. Like, what does uh, that even look like? Nick, that's nightmare fuel. <laughs> What is this? <laughs> oh, there'll be more that more of her, which is Katie's worst nightmare. Underdeveloped, forsaken babies running around. I'm like, oh god, not not. Do they under- even age, or do they just like stuck uh, as like little babies forever? Uh, I don't know. This is traumatizing me. We need to stop talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> this is deeply upsetting. And on that note, this has been the Torn and the Goblin number 149. Thank you to Jarrett for producing. Thank you to Kurabara for editing. Thank you to the Blizzard writers for giving me these awesome ideas. Uh, Thank you to everybody at home for downloading and listening. We are at Torn Goblin on Twitter. Also at the MASH Network. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mash those buttons. Also at YouTube at youtube.com slash mash those buttons. Katie, where can people find you? As always, you can find me at HyroleMaster77 on Twitter. Hopefully not talking about Forsaken Babies. I was going to say, after that, you should be hiding. they should find yeah, you hiding under your bed or something. Pretty much. You can send all of your thoughts and prayers to my forwarding address at... I'll be traumatized for the next two days. I am at WookieBH on Twitter. You can also find me here on the Mash Those Buttons Network on WoW Talk, talking about Warcraft news and guild management, and also on the aforementioned Squad Goals, a Mass Effect Legendary Edition podcast, where we talk about Caden and how much we don't like him. Join the Mash Those Buttons community on Discord at mash.gg slash Discord and email us your thoughts or questions. Let us know if you are a defender of Kalia. If you do believe that this is one of your favorite characters, please email us. Reach out to us on Twitter. Let us know, or if you agree that Kalia sucks and she should be taken out of the lore and her uh, page should be 404 in oh the next my. Chronicle. Um, let us know. Email us, torngoblin at mash.gg. And if you enjoyed this episode and would like to help us out, please share it and rate it if you can and visit mtv.gg slash support to see all the ways you can support Mash Those Buttons and all our great podcasts, including on Patreon, where you can support this show by joining the Torn and the Goblin membership for $1.25 per episode, or you can provide general support for $2 a month. You can also check out our Humble Bundle affiliate link where you can get codes for Steam, Epic Game Store, Uplay, and more. Or check out our PayPal one-time donation link over at mtv.gg slash support. And stay tuned to hear about other shows on the Mash Those Buttons Network. The opinions expressed on this show are the express opinions of the host and are not representative of Blizzard Entertainment. All place names and character names from World of Warcraft used are the exclusive property of Blizzard Entertainment. World of Warcraft is a trademark, a registered trademark of Blizzard Entertainment, Inc. in the U.S. and other countries. No copyright or trademark infringement is intended. For Katie, I'm Nick. Ancestors watch over you. Time is long rants and forsaken Twilight Vampire Mary Sue's friends.
you don't know what time actually is. I do know what time is. Time is headless horseman. That's what it is. <laughs> and that is it. My time is measured in headless horseman or not headless horseman. I, I said this on Twitter, so I'll say this again here. But uh, I boosted a uh, a warlock, my warlock character recently, and so when I did that, I joined the Revendreth. Uh, the uh, what's in faces? Uh, the the Revendreth people. I can't remember the name right now, but. But then I also got the little thing to go up to Renown 60. Mm-hmm. And so when I did that, like, I got a whole bunch of mounts. I got the, you know, access to the, the the vendor there with all the mounts there. So I bought a bunch of mounts, and I'm sitting in my little mount macros. And then I'm standing outside Sinfall, like, okay, let me see my Gorgon mount. And I'm hitting the button, and I'm getting the Headless Horseman's mount. And I'm like, damn it, I want the Gorgon. And I hit the button, I get the Headless Horseman's mount. I'm like, damn it, I want the Gorgon. And I'm like, this is so annoying. I hate the Headless Horseman's mount. I just want the Gorgon. I am so mad. Why would you say that to me? <laughs> Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out mashthosebuttons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash mashthosebuttons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at twitter.com slash the Mash Network, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash discord. 